I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WRTS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Hey, you know Rocky Top wants to put it on Florida. Game day, um, all eyes on the uh, Knoxville Neyland Stadium. Uh, this is their time. Hendon Hooker playing uh, really, really good football. And Tennessee will host Florida and game day this weekend. Now, will it be too much for them? And will that make it at least close, right? Most people are like, man, Tennessee's going to get on them, run them, hammer them, make Anthony Richardson uncomfortable. He'll turn the ball over, all that stuff. We'll see. Tennessee hosting Florida. And uh, they're going to try to make it have some sizzle. We'll, we'll see. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app, and the show is brought to you by... Havana Smoke Shop. So I went to Havana Smoke Shop on Saturday morning. And I got some uh, Liga Pravada cigars and Tatawahe cigars at Havana Smoke Shop across from Shaggy's. Uh, game day sticks, premium cigars for days, two locations. Havana Smoke Shop, I-55 North in Jackson. Just right around the corner from Corner Market Grocery Store on Northside Drive. Havana Smoke Shop in Jackson, and Havana Smoke Shop at the Reservoir across from Shaggy's. Amazing selection of Olivas, Fuentes, La Florida Minicanas, and I grabbed some Tatawahes and Liga Provadas, all at Havana Smoke Shop. By the way, I'm a fan. You want electricity. What's more electric than this? 
can get what gets you fired up like Rocket Top, baby? <laughs> this fires me up right here. You'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. And look, man, when they get going, look. When Dude. they get going down by the river. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. And they get, you can just feel, you, you've been in those bars and restaurants, and they start moving to this song that Blake is, well, Rocky Top. That they, I mean, and they get going. And then if, if Neelan, it's, it's for the most part been a long time, but if they get rolling mm-hmm. on Saturday against the Gators that have been a better program than them. Yeah. Uh, with three national championships uh, since the 90s over Tennessee's one. And the fact that uh, Florida kept Peyton Manning from winning a national Ooh. championship. <laughs> if they get rolling, I mean, Neyland will be 110,000 strong. And it will, that stadium will shake. Yeah. And it will be bananas in Knoxville. That's that beautiful area of the country. 2.30 game. They will be well lubricated (laughs) by 2.30 down on the, the, uh, what do they call it? The uh, Redneck Riviera, that that little riverboat kind of, yeah, Yeah. uh, Yeah. where they've got all their pontoons and houseboats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be fired up. It's going to be electric. That line opened at three and a half, minus three and a half for Tennessee. Overnight, it's at minus nine and a half, minus ten. A touchdown swing overnight from where it opened at minus three and a half for Tennessee. That is unbelievable. Yeah, um, two bad teams play at Auburn too, Missouri at Auburn um, on on Saturday. I just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> uh, I know y'all are all excited about Bowling Green at Mississippi State and Tulsa at Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss is a nineteen and a half point favorite. Uh, according to Caesars and um, states 30 states 30 29 and a half or 30 depending on where you pick it up mm-hmm. wouldn't be touching that one wouldn't be touching that one Tulsa is two and one and Bowling Green's one and two yeah. Um, yeah two there's two games to watch I mean I think we all know there's two games worth watching sure. this weekend A&M Arkansas Tennessee Florida yeah in the conference I know there's some other stuff around the, the country but yeah, and and Mississippi State pulls the Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary game at Good. 11 a.m. Get it out of the way. Well, then you get to watch the two games you just referenced, Blake. Yeah. Um, Relaxed and focused. People yeah. are going to be locked in on Texas A&M and Arkansas. Um, Jerry's World. Yeah, 100%. A&M, Arkansas, Jerry's World. I mean, that game is two and a half. So, I mean, it's it's essentially... Toss up, mm-hmm. who knows? Could be an awesome football yeah. game. And it's the nightcap. It's six o'clock, so it's that perfect, you know, uh Russell's reserve nightcap game right after your midday. R- right. And uh we'll see with Florida at Tennessee. I think it could be a good game. Because I don't think Tennessee think about like when State was good in 2014, when Ole Miss is good. They're still not good enough or talented enough to be perfect. So there's games where you say, hey, they're better than that team, 
But that team's got a lot of talent, and so it's going to be a close game. Right. I think this could be Tennessee-Florida. Is Florida a good team? Unless they don't Tennessee look gets on them early. And then it could be a route. And then it's a Again, if Neyland gets rolling and the crowd, and it's 14 nothing, Then 21-3. Richardson yeah. just fumbled it off his hip. Turnovers and you know, that, they're, they're and he can't mm. hear anything and they're not yeah. getting anything going and boom. Talk about a shark in the water program. You know Tennessee's a program that has their fan base has felt they've been good forever. They haven't been, <laughs> but they're dying to actually be on a relevant stage sure. nationally. Who isn't? Yeah, but there's a difference. Like I think Tennessee has felt jaded and that program has felt like a laughing stock for a long time. I think their fan base has felt embarrassed for a long time. Between the Kiffin debacle, I, I mean, you can go all the way back to Lane Kiffin leaving in the middle of the night for USC. You can talk about <laughs> that was so funny. You, that yeah. press conference—it's incredible. It's one of the greatest and, and press this is conferences. Before yeah. we really got into Twitter and 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 heavy YouTube and mm. and and all the things that we do, now. yeah, no SEC network. <laughs> but I mean, when, yeah, yeah, when when Lane took that press conference and he had already taken the Southern Cal job via phone call, by and, the way, yeah, and, and, and it was real. Uh, in intense in that room. Well, Tennessee in the was, room, it looked like nobody. Uh, it looked like they forgot. You know how we have four four different light switches to make this this studio. Yeah, or five. Excuse me, to make it as bright or not as bright as we want. You felt like in that press conference, nobody turned on the lights. Yeah, it was all dim and stuff. And yeah. Lane walks yeah. in, and and it's real, real dicey there. That's that's some something to to keep an eye on, like you said, is that if Tennessee gets on them, it could be a route. But if Tennessee lets Florida hang around, then Tennessee may only win by nine. Yeah, because Florida's a talented. I mean, they still have talent. Right. They're just not they have those team. edge rushers yeah. and things like that. Now, I want you to think about another game for our listeners. It's a team that's about to be in the SEC. Oh. Texas cannot go on the road against Texas Tech. I'm telling y'all. Yep. 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 They cannot go to Lubbock, Texas this weekend. And lose. You can't do it. Watch. The Longhorns are about to be in the Southeastern Conference. They can't go on the road against Texas Tech in Lubbock. Because if you think Auburn and LSU think that they're better programs than Mississippi State and Ole Miss, Texas doesn't even think that Texas Tech should be D1, Power 5. Watch that game. It's a five-point spread. So it's not like it's 19 by the Longhorns. It is less than a touchdown. Sarkeesian cannot go on the road and lose to Texas Tech this weekend. He can't do it. Look at the schedule. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Havana Smoke Shop. Awesome selection of premium cigars. I was at uh, the one across from Shaggy's on Saturday morning. Good morning. Welcome in. Guess what else we have? A Monday night doubleheader tonight. More football for you on the way. Steve Robertson at 930. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, the Out of Bounds show is brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck, RPT, Rick's Pro Truck, RPT Commercial, and uh, RPT in Flowood, and RPT in Glugstat. Rick's Pro Truck, rickspro-truck.com. Accessorize your Jeep truck, SUV, at RPT and Rick's Pro Truck. You know, tires and wheels, spray and bed liners. I mean, WeatherTech floor guards, you name it, they've got it. All at rickspro-truck.com. Um, Arizona State fired Herm Edwards. So, uh, I never thought that that would work. Herm's great on TV, though, by the way. Brings a lot of energy and and can really, you know, give you the goods. Um, Arizona State is a program that Hugh Freeze would really, really shine. Um, I don't know about Dion there. Uh, now, there, there's a lot of flash out there. You've got an NFL franchise. As most of you know, that place has exploded the last 40 years. Um, I mean, it's just huge. I mean, they've got suburb after suburb. It just keeps going. The Phoenix metro area, Tempe, Scottsdale, it just goes on and on. Um, you can get p- players. You, If you could ever tap into that wealthy alumni base, I mean, by God, they've got, what, 250,000 living alums? All you need to find is 20 that want to get in and get after it. I mean, they have plenty of people that with a net worth over $500 million. Plenty. Um, I know people talk about what Miami just did, and that's a private school, by the way, and they just got after it, raised tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars in football overnight. They finally got serious. Arizona State, I mean, they could raise 200, 300, 400 million in five minutes if they had anybody that could get everybody on the on the same page. Now, Blake mentioned what, what conference, what is their conference going to look like? I get that, and I don't know. But look, man, that is a major university. I've been on that campus. They have 60-something thousand students. They they have plenty of alums, 35, 45, 55, 65-plus years old that have made a fortune. Tech, manufacturing, plaintiff attorneys, what just business owners, concrete, gravel, cement. They've got people if they could get people going. Uh, y'all... Plenty of people have been to Scottsdale, been to Tempe. It's beautiful. They have beautiful women. Uh, it's it's everything is there to win. It's just a a focus and a commitment, and to go get the don't you know go get 30, 30 guys, forty guys, fifty guys, and go. Hey, do y'all want to start to raise two hundred fifty, four hundred million dollars overnight? Yes. Do you want to win? Yes. We should be a player in the Pac twelve. In fact, if if you look at everything, they should be number two behind Southern Cal. Look at where they're located. 
Look at where they're located. You can get quarterbacks there, and you get wide receivers there. Now, people, I've talked about it. Blake's talked about it. Other people have talked. Hugh Freeze at Auburn. Here's my problem. It's not my problem. Here's the challenge with Hugh Freeze or Deion Sanders. The Auburn alums are so bat-blank crazy, it it also t- takes a strong-willed coach to not get carried away and not let them tell you what to do. I mean, Hugh Freeze, the old Miss alums drove that thing. He couldn't keep that thing in check. Auburn is even more aggressive than Ole Miss alums. Now, again, I've talked about Mississippi State is a is a really passive fan base when it comes to recruiting. Ole Miss is much closer to Auburn as far as aggressive, figuring it out than Mississippi State. But Hugh Freeze at Auburn, if he couldn't contain the Ole Miss boosters, what's he going to do with that group at Auburn? I don't know. You know, can he tell them? You know, Tuberville for a while told him, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, back down. We're gonna do it, but we're gonna we gotta we've got to have some guardrails." Could Dion do that? I don't know. And what if you get in a a spat or a or a mixed up or a fight with with the group, right? Because they wanna. They want that Monday morning conference call to talk, right? There's six to eight, eight to ten, ten to twelve guys, whatever it is. You know, they want their ego stroked and so on. Dion may not be in. I mean, Dion's played at the highest level. He's been at midfield with the Lombardi Trophy. He he was a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. He can get into anywhere he wants. Any and especially any kind of sports and entertainment party VIP, right? Uh, anywhere. If he wants to go to Lake Tahoe in the summer and play in a golf group, done. One call. One call. If he wants to play in Russell Wilson's um, off-season charity event, done. Peyton Manning's done. It, that's, who, that's who he is. So when an Auburn booster says, here's what I want you to do, not asks, here's what I want, do you have a shouting match? I don't know. Gus was able to say, okay, we'll do that. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. I mean, he hated him. But he also won and had a toughness component in the program. Got to give Gus Malzahn credit for that. Could Hugh Freeze go, no. Yes, I want your help. No, there's got to be some guardrails. Can Hugh say no? He couldn't say no on the square. Is Hugh an excellent coach? Well, hell yeah, he is. Would he win at Auburn? Yeah. But now, how fast? I mean, would he catch lightning in a bottle year two? They're really good. He finds a quarterback, three receivers. A couple of ed- Auburn's had edge rushers for 40 years, since 45 years. Um, but, but once you win and everybody pats you on the back and you party in the Sugar Bowl uh, hotel bar at the penthouse level of the Ritz, when you come back the next year, can you keep everybody where you need to keep them? That's my question with Auburn. That's the question the with The overzealous Freeze. boosters and Hugh. That's the question with Freeze, period. And Dion. Yeah. To me, Freeze is always going to be the how quickly does he burn out guy. Like Urban Meyer light. 
right? Like you know, a little he's, bit of that. You know he's going to win, and you know he'll do a good job. Year you, two, you go to the you go to the uh, uh, Chick Fil A Bowl or the um, Orange Bowl or the Sugar Bowl, and it's it's pandemonium. But mm-hmm. can you keep? You know, if you're driving the Lamborghini, it's got to stay between the lines, right? Yeah, I and mean, that's if you're on a cliff and you're weaving in and out until you know what he's until you see him do it. To this point, you have to believe he can't do it, right? right. Or he won't do it. I, I think that's a great question. I think the Dion one's interesting too. And I see, you know, like people on the text line saying, well, Dion's ego is bigger. Well, that's true. But here's what you have to remember when you write checks to a school, sometimes all you got to do is say, well, then my checks will stop. And your power, you know, ego is one thing, power is a different thing. Ego and power don't always go hand in hand. We've seen what Auburn boosters can get done when they want to, when they decide they want to spend the money one way or the other. Right. They'll get stuff done, right. for better or worse, for the program. Now, Dion would crush the transfer portal there. Probably, I think so. I think so. I, I, th- I think Dion, without a doubt, crushes the transfer portal. But do there. you really want to be in? Like, if you're Dion Sanders, and if you're anyone for the, it's why James Franklin. I, I would never do this if I'm James Franklin, unless you're someone without other options. Why would you want to go in Nick Saban's shadow? If you can take almost any other job. The only thing I would tell you is, uh, well, you're not going to be able to take any other job. Um, only so many will come up, uh, and you'll you'll be in the mix for only so many. I mean, it's really a, it, it, everybody, every guy is only in the mix for so many outside of a couple of hot names here and there. Um, But... I would argue that his like branding and imaging and barstool connection and all that would be tremendous. But you're right, Blake. But I, you know what I, you know why I think he would take it, fifty million dollars. Yeah, but but that just makes you even well, you know, fifty million. Steve Robertson coming up next. Uh, we'll discuss the funeral. In Baton Rouge on Saturday night. Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line. Coming up next. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Goodness. What a, uh, what a weekend. I love football. I love watching football. I love talking about football. I really enjoy Blake being an armchair QB on Monday. Our uh, armchair QB discussion is brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Uh, amazing burgers and sandwiches and appetizers. And yes, they have Yingling at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland and Startville and Oxford. Three straight home games for Mississippi State. Um, you can hit Bulldog Burger. You can hit Maroon and Co. And uh, enjoy yourself this weekend. This weekend's game against Bowling Green is the Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary game. It's an 11 in game, which gets you out and you get to watch the uh, Florida Tennessee game. But that six o'clock game could be really, really good. A&M and Arkansas. Uh, another game to keep an eye on a future SEC team. Texas cannot go to Texas Tech and lose. They can't. Sark will, he'll get in a bad spot. And it could happen. It's five point spread. Uh, it's not like Texas is. A 17-point favorite. So those are a few games to look at. But A&M and Arkansas has a lot of sizzle. And uh, Mississippi State plays both of those teams back-to-back uh, -back at home after uh, uh, Bowling Green. And Ole Miss plays, uh, hasn't played either one of those teams yet either. So we'll, all eyes will be on that 6 o'clock game, A&M and Arkansas. Uh, the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, is brought to you by Eye Care Professionals, Dr. Kirk Jeffries. Cataract surgery, Eye Care Professionals, Dr. Kirk Jeffries. Two locations on Lakeland Drive, one in Jackson, Flowood, Bellmead. Eye Care Professionals, Dr. Kirk Jeffries. We welcome in Steve Robertson. Um, 247 Sports, Jeans Page, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, Steve, we debated... Earlier in the show, all the drop passes uh, by the MSU wide receivers. And um, they dropped passes against Arizona, and it didn't hurt them. Uh, they dropped passes against LSU, in which Will Rogers put it right on the money, and it did hurt them. They weren't able to get in rhythm, move the chains, and get some momentum. Uh, is this a pattern? Uh, what's your takeaway from the drop passes the last two weeks, Steve? Well, there's a lot more of them against LSU, and, and you're exactly right. They were they were timely. I think three of those drops came on third down across the middle of the field, and, and that just can't happen. I mean, you know, we talked about it last week, Bo. I mean, it's like, yeah, is this game a, a season record? No, no, it's not. But you'd like that game to have been more competitive, especially when, you know, State had a two-score lead in the ball game and a chance to really take control. And then you have a little malaise there right at the end of the first half and allow LSU to get going because, you know, Bo, you and I have both been to games with LSU for years. And that was a pretty subdued LSU crowd until that second half. And I think that's part of the issue. It's, it, schematically, I didn't think there was an issue. I thought execution-wise, State was not very good. And ultimately, it cost them. And you can get away with that against Arizona, and you can get away with it against Memphis. But you can't have these, these periods of inactivity, especially at the wide receiver position, 
and expect to win on the road in the Southeastern Conference. And ultimately, that cost Mississippi State the game. So what's the – people are asking in year three, why is that happening? I mean, yeah, you could argue that, that, that it's kind of been sloppy, a little bit lackadaisical all year um, for them. Even going back to Memphis, they're just – they're better than Memphis and Arizona. Uh, you know, they don't look buttoned up, so to speak. And I think people that are still gung-ho Mike Leach and and want Leach to work are asking the question, why is it a little sloppy and, and why is it buttoned up, Steve, in year three? With a veteran well with a veteran laden team for the most part. Yeah, and, and that's a very fair point. One thing I will say, too, they did not have many drops against Memphis, and they made a big made a big deal about that, you know, post-game. They, they didn't have any drops. And, and the fact that we have to point that out as a point of emphasis is a concern, right? I mean, you know, like Jaden Wiley's arguably State's most explosive wide receiver, and he's led State in drops the last two uh, two seasons. But yeah, it, it, was, it was kind of position group-wide. I mean, you know, it was a big drop by Rufus there. I think the pass from Will may have been a little hot, but, you know, you got to make that catch, and Rufus will tell you he should have made that catch. And you know, and Rara, of course, who might be your most talented receiver all the way around, he had a couple of big drops. And so, yeah, that's got to get fixed. And, and yeah, you know, it's like that's the basic tenet of football, right? I mean, especially when when you play against the front like LSU. And, and I thought they did some things that were awfully creative, you know, with their pass rush to kind of his will at times and and kind of force some early throws. But when you do get some protection and you do get an accurate pass. You got to make the catch. I mean, and that that's from Pee Wee's to the pros. I mean, that, that's not just something that's indicative of Mississippi State. That's a basic tenet of football. And so that's got to get fixed. I, to be honest with you, for we, being brutally honest on a Monday, and if we can't do it on Monday, when can we do it? I thought the moment proved to be a little bit too big for Mississippi State. We talked about how the pressure was on LSU, but I think in some respects, maybe we underscored, you know, this was a chance for Mississippi State to take a step on a national stage on the road against a very talented LSU team. And, and this is not a great team yet. They may be a really good team by the end of the year, but you know, LSU's never going to trot trash out there. I mean, right. No. You know this, though. I mean, they're, they're, they have dudes. Oh, exactly. And, and you have a chance. And, and I think that's the thing that Mississippi state fans feel today. It's like the, the first loss is always tough. It's always tough, but the reality of this is, is this was a chance for state to, to maybe take a step from, hey, it's going to be a good year to get potentially be a great year because you don't get that LSU team that is beatable in Tiger Stadium very often. And you had a chance, and you didn't take full advantage. Okay. Well, if I agree with you. The moment was too big for a veteran-laden team. So what do they do? I mean, what is it? Is it coaching? Is it off-season stuff? Is it practice? Is it not the right players? Because I thought the moment was too big last year in the golden egg game uh going into halftime they couldn't catch the ball and 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 they got rattled and the moment was too big this year you're right it's a talented lsu team but they're not a good team and the moment was too big and the muff punt you know by a senior it's just one thing so what's your takeaway on that like what is the remedy what is the solution for when it's a close A&M game, Arkansas game, uh, I don't know, Auburn, Kentucky, and Ole Miss, these are all winnable games, but you can't make a bunch of mistakes and the moment can't be too big. What's the solution, Steve? 
Well, I don't think there. I don't think it is just one thing. I think number one, I think you you, you play that game at home. I think that helps a little bit too. Uh, but some some bits recruiting, you know, some bits recruiting, some bits development, you know, and and it's 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 a little more complicated than just saying, hey, this is the one thing. I mean, you, you got to get some better players, and I think part of that, you know, is involved with NIL, you know, and, and there's a lot of that too. I think about with a lot of people that are complaining today have done nothing with NIL. <laughs> They've not contributed to the Bulldog Initiative. They have not, uh, you know, set up monthly payments. They've not made contributions. They've just been to Walmart and bought a T-shirt and called themselves a Mississippi State fan and think, hey, take me seriously. And so, you know, if, if you're one of those people that are like, hey, we need to make, make the next step, I think you got to do some self-evaluation and say, okay, well, what am I doing? You know, yeah, yeah, I need Mike Leach to do this, and I need uh, Rara Thomas to do this. Okay, well, what, what are you doing? You know, what, what are you doing to make that job easier for everybody involved? And, you know, there is a collective responsibility here, and ultimately it's Mike Leach getting paid $5.5 million a year. And so, you know, he's got to find the dudes. He's got to develop the dudes. And, and then when these moments come, they got to be prepared. And at the end of the day, it's like I, I read these things online sometimes, and, of course, you know, that and 50 cents and get you a cup of coffee at the Delo truck stop. But uh, um, but the reality of it is, is you know, Mike Leach has got to get these guys ready to play. And, and Mike knows this, but the guys have to go out and execute if Mike and us guys can design plays and get guys open on the road at LSU, you got to catch football. It's as simple as that. And Mike Leach can't go catching for them, you know, but Mike Leach has got to recruit the guys that go make those plays. Uh, so when you look at the, the miscues, the miss PAT, the muff punt, the holding on a big return by Tulu, I guess it's kind of the same theme, that same road we're going down. At some point, will they clean it up? Yeah, I, I think so. And I'll tell you this, you know, it's like Xavier Thomas, I thought was a real bright spot in the punt return game. And he had two returns across the L, across the 50 in LSU territory. You squandered the first one, you cash in on the second one. And, you know, the, the, the game I think may have already been decided, but that, that holding call on that kick return, you know, Tulu gets loose and he didn't get loose because of the hold. That, that's the thing. It's, that's so frustrating is that hold was so completely unnecessary, had no impact on the return whatsoever. You don't have to do that. And that, that's a veteran guy, Buki Watson. And so, you know, and you get like that Austin Wiggins thing. I mean, you know, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and bash Austin Wiggins. The kid's giving everything he's got for Mississippi state. You got to feel that punter. You got to get out of the way. The, the one thing you can't do is what happened there is you can't muff that because at that point, I wouldn't say state was in complete control, but state had control and a chance to put the game away. And then you go out there and you have a guy that, that, that is in the game because you trust him. You call him old, old reliable, Mr. Reliable, you know, Austin Williams, Austin's got to make that play and he'll tag you the same. And again, I'm not saying anything that you probably hadn't already discussed on the show, but that's the moment when the game got away from stage. I think everybody that has ever attended game at Tiger Stadium, when they went ahead 17-16, the game was already over. It was just a matter what the final score was going to be. Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line. What did you make of what LSU did up front as they adjusted on defense to Will and that offensive line? You know, Harold Perkins and those guys. Um, was that something that uh, – that the Mississippi State offensive staff should adjust it off of that because once they started doing some different things, it made that O-line and Will really uncomfortable. 
Yeah, they did. And and listen, you you got to give those guys credit too. It's not just on Mississippi State. I mean, some of the mistakes were a byproduct of LSU doing some great things defensively. And that front's legit. I think we all know that, uh, you know, outside of maybe Alabama, perhaps Georgia, you're not going to see a front that talented and athletic. And, oh, you know, old Jalari is a monster. I mean, right. I mean, you're not going to keep that guy quiet all night. You know, it's like State got the benefit of kind of getting a, a scratch and dent Arden Key a couple of years ago. But, you know, Ojolari is, is an absolute beast. And he, he didn't play last week. They wanted to get him healthy. But they overloaded the left side a lot. And sometimes they ran from that. And then the next time they would overload. And then when Will would counter, they wouldn't come. They'd come from somewhere else. And I thought they did a great job kind of, you know, mixing and matching a little bit. And they disguised their coverages. And there were some times that you know, it looked like it was going to be a good play to be made and LSU's athleticism just took over. And I thought one of the best adjustments that Will made the entire night is they're over there overloading the left side. Dollar Bill recognizes it and kind of signals to Will. And then Will calls that halfback toss to Dylan Johnson. He breaks it for about 25 yards. And at that point, the chess game, I thought, favored Mississippi State. And then, you know, again, you're there and you're competing. And then you have these self-inflicted wounds that basically make all of that kind of a, a moot point. Hmm. Well, it's a it's a devastating loss because, as you said, you don't go down to Baton Rouge with that kind of opportunity often. And the next time you go down, Kelly will have you know a couple of recruiting classes and transfer portal and so on. They'll, I would have to believe they'll be hitting on all all cylinders. Uh, what would you like to see from other than receivers not drop balls? Uh, or maybe that is well, number we, one. What would you like for them? to do this weekend, getting ready for Texas A&M, Steve? I think that is the most important thing. It's just catching football. You know, it doesn't matter the quality of competition. you got to go out there and execute at a high level. And, yeah, you know, I think State's got to take this game very seriously. And, of course, Bowling Green has not been a great team. They upset Marshall last week and recently beat Notre Dame. And so that's probably a good thing for Mississippi State. I don't think you're going to show up and go through the motions out there. And I think we're going to find out a lot about this team this week and not that we don't expect State to win the game, but, you know, if this team is who we think they are, then they should handle this game. I think the spread's, what, 32? You know, State should win this game going away and, and really kind of show people, hey, last week was, was really awesome and we didn't execute it the way we should have. And, and you go out there and just execute with some consistency because, you know, here's the thing, too, and, and brother, there's no getting around this. I don't care who you are, where you're from, or how talented you are. When you got to cross the face of the, of the safety in the Southeastern Conference, especially on a road at a place like LSU that has four- and five-star kids, it shows you got some real toughness. And I thought that was lacking a little bit on Saturday. I think at times we heard footsteps, and, and maybe perhaps we were afraid that we were going to get unloaded. on. And that's one of the more disappointing things to me is that, you know, this is a program uh, through Leeds and Spurrier Jr. and others that really, really, really advocates toughness. And I thought at times that the toughness was lacking on Saturday. And I think that was a key component in LSU's win. I think LSU in the second half was, was the tougher team, and it showed. I Was there a player that you thought played really well that you were like, you know, that's a guy that they needed to play well, and he stepped up? And- well, I thought DeCambrian Richardson played well. Um you know, and, and that's, I mean, you look at, you look at the numbers. I mean, you know, Malik neighbors killed state on third down, but you know, uh, Antoine Boutte was not really a factor in the ball game. And, and he absolutely killed state last year. And, and they tried to get him paired up with some bulldog safeties. I thought Jackie Matthews played real well. And, 
there was a play early in that ball game where they run that bubble and, and I'm surprised Jackie Matthews was able to get out of the out of the city without picking up a criminal charge. Yeah. He absolutely destroys that that perimeter blocker there. And that's that that's the physicality we talked about last year at State was losing. State did not have that dog in the secondary. I thought Jackie played well, but I thought in some very crucial situations LSU found a way to get Malik Neighbors paired up on Colin Duncan or another safety, and they they beat us. And that, that's the thing you look at. How many times does State have a chance to get off the field on those two big drives that allowed them to take control, and they went to Malik Neighbors? And, and I, I thought at times that uh, they did a really good job with Jaden Daniels early, but I thought, you know, listen, the defense played well enough to win. I know that fourth quarter looks bad in a box score, but you know, you got to get more production from your offense. I thought the defense just simply gassed out. I mean, they played at such a high level, uh, you know, for two and a half, three quarters, and then they're given the short end of the field and they can't come through. And you just kind of feel like in many respects in the second half, the offense kind of let the defense down. Uh, all right, we'll wrap it up with this. Did they take advantage of the two freshman tackles from LSU enough? States? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think so. I, I, th- I thought they got good pressure. I mean, it's just you know, it's kind of like we talked about. Jaden Daniels basically ran to script what you and I talked about last week. The guy doesn't see the field exceptionally well, and he does like his first read in there. He panics a little bit, so but he's athletic enough to tuck it and go. And I don't know if State's going to see a quarterback as athletic as him the rest of the year. And then that's no disrespect to anybody else. It's just you know that kid's a plus runner all the way and. That's kind of what happened, you know, in the second half of that ball game. Is he's like, you know what? Hey, I, I can't fit, figure out this puzzle for coverage, so I'm just going to tuck it and go. And then I thought they did a really good job simplifying things and giving him some one and two receiver routes to kind of limit the decision making process. But I felt like State could have done a little bit more, uh, maybe rushing off the edge. Or a lot of times we ran pressure up the middle, and then he would just sidestep it and you know and run to the sidelines. And so. Give the kid a lot of credit. I, I just don't know how long he's going to be able to survive in the SEC running as much as he does because the physical toll that'll it'll come as a result of that is something that I think LSU folks got to be aware of that. All right, we'll leave it there. Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Gene Spage, uh, the Boneyard Podcast, uh, disappointing performance from Mississippi State. Uh, they got three in a row at home. Bowling Green, A&M, Arkansas, all winnable games. I think this is. Do you agree, Steve? This is going to decide what kind of season they have. Absolutely, and I, th- I think at, at worst you got to win two of those three, but you need to win all three. I think we all agree that probably the the defining stretch is this A and M Arkansas Kentucky. You got to get two of those three. You absolutely have to get two of those three. If you can get all three, all of a sudden you kind of erase uh, a little bit of the sting of, of Saturday. But yeah, we, we've said all along it's probably an eight and four team. You know, and so we'll kind of see how things progress. But you could take a step forward by you know, getting hot here and winning these next three. Yeah, I don't, I don't see eight and four, seven and five. Maybe if they can win, let's see, they win the next three, and then uh, that's a tall task. But if they win the next three, that's uh, that's five. Yeah, yeah. That's There's five. some other winnable games. I, I see at Kentucky, maybe Auburn at home, and East Tennessee. Um, I give Ole Miss the advantage right now. Georgia and Alabama's out. So, um, boy, it's huge. Three weeks. All right. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Um, So, Blake, uh, (laughs) Bowling Green beat Marshall last weekend 
Yeah, I mean that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> even Sorry. though even though Marshall beat Notre Dame the week before. Okay. Was that So mean? everybody patted them on the back and they no showed. And also Notre Dame's terrible. Man, that Notre Dame Cal, I watched a little bit of that. Just I went over there just to see if Freeman was going to get upset again. And he almost uh, did. And they almost I mean Cal Berkeley's awful. Georgia Tech, we were talking about I mean Georgia Tech's these these are these are more academically driven programs. Lots of similar, right? I mean, Cal Berkeley, Georgia Tech, Vanderbilt. There's, there's not much difference in those uh, teams, and um, Notre Dame did almost lose um, at home at home against a Cal Berkeley team that is bad. So it's another example of poor offense despite talent. Yeah, how much? Like that's what's crazy to me is that in the era. You know, in the year 2022, that there are that many top 25, top 30 talent rosters running offenses that remind me of what I saw in 3A Louisiana high school football. It's, it's, it really is remarkable. Notre Dame. A&M's terrible. Auburn. LSU, LSU's offense. Awful. Auburn's offense. LSU's. Awful. Uh, yeah, th- those are not. I mean, the way they're run. Look, you can go back and even look at Florida. All the, even in the win at Utah, you start looking at things, and then you look at what they've done the last two weeks. Awful offensively. I know. And we're talking about top thirty Miami talented rosters. Good. Oh, some of these top ten, top five, top fifteen. Miami, they're not any good on their offense is not any good. It's unreal. It, but it's but a Hugh Freeze or a Lane Kiffin at Miami could make them look better. You know, I wonder if the Hugh new- Freeze at Notre Dame, Lane Kiffin at Notre yeah. they may not be an offensive juggernaut. I'm not saying they're, you know, whoever. Um, I guess who isn't? Georgia and Ohio State, but is that just because of talent. talent? Yeah. Like, I, uh, you know, I think of... Maybe Tennessee looks to be really revving up and, right. and Heupel's doing a good job with Hendon Hooker and the pieces that they have. Obviously, Kiffin's doing a good job with with Evans and Trigg and, and Judkins. Uh, the last decade, Ole Miss is a great example of a team that was always more offensive than their talent profile. Yeah. Right? Like, like their offense always outperformed what their total team performed. Even though they had some right? amazing players. Yeah, yeah. because they, but it was all offensive-centric. And that's, right. I think, like, like, their team might be 8-4, and four, but their offense felt like it was a 10-2 and two offense, right? right? Like, that's... That is like, where is that for better teams? For Notre Dame, for Auburn, for LSU, for A&M, and for Miami. And there's another one. We'll see what Texas does. this. I know they lost their QB, but you're Texas. And they go to Texas Tech this weekend. That's a great point, yeah. I mean, Penn State's not even, they're not really. Clemson doesn't even look dynamic. very good offensively. Clemson has Wake Forest, and I know Wake shouldn't be what they are. But that line is somewhat hey, tight. Wake Forest owned Vanderbilt in Nashville two weeks ago. Don't sleep on the demons. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds show brought to you by Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. Uh, CypressDepot.com. That's CypressDepot.com. Also, shout out to Jake Manning and MS Smart Homes msmarthomes.com will drive your entertainment system and they'll make it right. Check them out right now. msmarthomes.com And don't forget that USA Pawn has an awesome selection of smart TVs. We'll be back tomorrow. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.